Hey there, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe, recorded from my very fancy recording studio, also known as the front seat of my car. Just as a reminder, you do not need a fancy podcast microphone or a studio or anything like that to start your own podcast. You need a smartphone and a quiet environment, like your car. That's what I'm doing today. Today's show is specifically about getting the word out about your podcast, whether you've launched one or you're thinking about it. This is the episode that's going to help you understand what not to do and what you can do in order to get yourself on top rated shows. Let's get to it. This is a quick tip Tuesday, so I'm going to make it quick. Number one, most people who will email me about getting on one of my podcasts have hired an agency. And for me, 98% of the time that just gets a delete. First of all, I don't even get my emails, as you guys probably know that. They go first to an assistant, my assistant scans through them, and then if it's something that I need to see, it gets to me. So that means that's what most people are doing. Not everybody, but a lot of people are doing that. So if it's just a typical standard agency pitch, which larger podcasts, you know, like the Shaleen Show, for example, I don't know, I think we're over 70 million downloads or something. So we're constantly being pitched by these podcast marketers and podcast managers, etc. And I just, I don't even look at them because first of all, I love to find my guests myself and I don't necessarily love bringing on people who have been on everybody else's show or because this is quote unquote, the person I'm supposed to network with or like whatever, they've just released a book and it's something good for them. I personally like to find guests who I know are good for my show. Like they can serve my audience, rather me as a podcaster serving the person who's coming on my show. My goal is always to serve my audience. So keep that in mind because, you know, a lot of people are spending a ton of money paying these agencies to get them on other people's podcasts. And, you know, you're getting on other people's podcasts, but they're podcasts that nobody listens to. So if you want to get on a good show, do a great pitch. And I've had some really great people who are relatively unknown on both of my podcasts, both Build Your Tribe and The Shaleen Show, because they wrote an exceptional pitch, helping me to understand how they could help my audience. So here's step one. Step one is to make a list of the categories of topics that you can cover with authority. And I would suggest if you're just getting started, really narrow that niche, right? You've got to have the ability to prove that you have expertise in this category. You've got the receipts for it. You've got the authority to be speaking on that. So narrow that down, but also once you've narrowed it down, you can expand it. So for example, let's say that your niche is social media. That's pretty broad. You could also be social media marketing. You could also talk about time management in social media. You could talk about social media and the impact it has on your family. You could talk about social media and entrepreneurship, social media to grow your business, social media to keep track of your kids. Like, you know, see what I'm saying? Like there's, those are all under the expertise of social media, but there's specific categories. So if, for example, you're talking about time management and social media, you don't just have to pitch yourself to shows that are about business. You could pitch yourself to shows that service, say, for example, people who work from home or new entrepreneurs or moms who have a side hustle. So many different things you could do there. 
So you want to start by making that broad list of all the different things that you could talk about. That is your step one, because step two is then after looking at these categories of things you can talk about, now look at podcast categories, right? So maybe it's lifestyle or social media marketing or marketing or entrepreneurship or lifestyle or family or business. Just look at each of the categories and find the podcasts that fit your categories. Now, for me, I'm at a level where I'm just going to be honest, and this might offend some people, but I've, I've got to be careful about my time. So I'm not going to go on a podcast that's relatively small, that has very few listeners, because it doesn't give me bang for the buck. I can't reach enough people. The only times I make exception is if it's a friend of mine or one of my students in the Marketing Impact Like, I totally take care of my students. Marketing Impact Academy students, y'all always know you have the inside track. So you guys always are going to, I'm not saying I can do every single one of them, but I'm definitely going to prioritize one of my students over just a random person. But for most of you, if you're just getting out there, if you're just getting started, if someone has more listeners than you, that's a win. If you've been doing this for a while and you're getting, say, I don't know, 10,000 downloads of your podcast per week, well then, you know, you probably want to get on a show that has at least the same or larger size audience. Okay. So, and I'm going to put a link in our show notes to a couple of different services where you can get a better sense of how a podcast is really doing. Because frankly, everybody and their brother says that they are a top ranked podcast. Maybe because one day in some bizarre, obscure category, they were ranked. And what does ranked mean? (laughs) Ranked in the top 1,000, you know, top 100, top 10, what does ranked mean? So just be careful. Like we're all really good at hyping up our stuff, but you really want to know because we're talking about your time. This is the most valuable thing that you can do. Yes, you're trying to pitch yourself to get on these shows, but if you get on a show that no one listens to, you've just spent the most valuable thing you have, which is your time. So you make this list of the shows that are a good fit for you, good fit in terms of the category that they're in, the topics that they cover, and the amount of downloads that they get. Your next step is to, and this is the part that most people skip, actually listen to a few of the shows. You don't have to listen to them start to finish, but you should scrub through more than a couple of their shows and skip around, go back a year, go back six months, get a sense of what their show is about. And do you like this person? Do you want to spend time with them? You know, do you want to serve their audience, understand their audience, understand maybe they never, ever, ever do interview style shows. So you would be wasting your time pitching to them if all they ever do is solo shows. Like, so Brock and I, more often than not, we do solo shows, but we also bring guests on. But you might have to scroll back a couple of our episodes to be able to know that. So know some things about the show. Know the type of listenership they have, their style, total number of shows that they have. Do some research. Understand if you're actually a fan of this podcast because this is going to make a really big difference when it comes down to the pitch. Okay, your next step is then to track down who it is you're going to pitch this to. And this is not always easy. I'm surprised at how many podcasters don't give you a way to reach them in their show notes. And you don't even know the name of the host. They've named their show something like, I don't know, Friends in Business. And they might introduce themselves at the beginning of the show, 
and they might not. And there's nowhere in their show notes that it actually lists their name or how to reach them. So you might have to do additional research. You might have to go to Google, Instagram, their website. And I recommend that you do this by creating a, a Google sheet so that you can, like, almost like an Excel sheet, right? Or Excel if you'd prefer. And you want to keep track of all these things because I'm going to suggest that you email the shows you want to get on more than once. Squeaky wheel does get the oil. I don't know what that phrase is, but something like that, right? And it might just be when you decided to pitch them, they didn't have time to look at the email or they had been sent a ton of pitches or it just wasn't a topic they were interested in. The secret to your success is in the follow-up. So keep a Google Sheet so you don't have to do this more than once. All right, now once you've listened to their shows, etc., then you want to make sure that you're following them on Instagram. Follow the host on Instagram. Because whatever you're going to email them, I'm also going to recommend that you send them a direct message with the same information. My pet peeve is when somebody reaches out to me on Instagram, they say they're a big fan, they listen to my show, blah, blah, blah. And I can tell, number one, they haven't listened to my show. Number two, they're not even following me. So I'm like, oh, big, big fan who doesn't even follow. It's just like a no. You know what I mean? So make sure that you're following them and then start your pitch. Here's the key. When you email them your pitch, start it off about them. Say, I just finished listening to, give them the title of the episode, and then tell them something specific about it that you loved or that really spoke to you or that made you reach out to them. When I get an email like that, I pay attention. Why? Human nature. Our favorite thing to talk about is ourselves. And our second favorite thing to talk about is our work. Right? You want somebody to reach out and tell you why they loved your show. The next part of your email should explain why or what it is you can do for their audience. So, you know, for example, if you've noticed that they've just done four or five episodes on hormones and they've moved on to another subject, you know, you're a little late. But you might note that they've just started talking about sleep and you've got some great information on sleep or you notice that they haven't talked about, say, HIIT training. I'm just making some topics up in more than nine months, but they did talk about it nine months ago and there's some new research that you'd like to share with them. So you've got to give them some specifics where you're also making it very clear that you understand what it is they've already talked about and how you are there to serve their audience. And then also give them some additional options. If that's not of interest to you, here's some additional topics that I know I could serve your audience with and just give them a nice little bulleted list. Okay, and here's the next piece. Let them know what you will do for their show, but be careful. (laughs) Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes people will reach out to me and they'll be like, Shaleen, we want to come on your podcast and this is going to be good for you because I have 100,000 followers. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, I mean, it's definitely better for you than it is for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to say it, but sometimes people will be like, and and this is a great benefit to you because I have a new book. I'm like, no, that's great benefit to you. Because you have a new book. So you just have to be careful that you don't sound too presumptuous about what you can do for them, you know, and and just be very honest about the fact that, you know, while I really want to serve your audience, I just got to be straight up front with you and tell you, like, you have an amazing show and it would be such an honor to be on it. And I would love that opportunity. I would make, you know, just be honest that the opportunity is really for you, but you're going to do everything you can to serve 
their audience. If you do have a bigger social media following, then let them know that you do promote when you're on other people's shows. So for me, I don't always promote if I'm on someone else's show unless it's something that I think can serve my audience and my audience hasn't already heard. So if I'm on a show and I'm just sharing like my life story and my history and business, I'm probably not going to promote that to my audience because my social media audience, because I'm like, you know, they don't care. Like they've already heard my story. You know what I mean? But if I'm on a show talking about something maybe I haven't discussed before or recently, well then, yeah, I'm going to promote it. But it does it is really nice when you have someone on your podcast who has a decent social media following and not only do they promote it to their social media, but they email their list about it. Or maybe they make a YouTube video about the podcast that they did. Like those kinds of things really go the extra mile. You want to send this to them in email form. You also want to DM them. And then here's the key, set a reminder in your phone to follow up about a week later. And say, just wanted to make sure you got this. I know it's a crazy time of the year. or I know people get busy. And then set another reminder. You can do this again in your columns on your Google Sheet to hit them up again three months later and update the email. Say, just listen to your most, tell them the newest podcast you've just listened to. Just listen to the podcast you released, blah, blah, blah. And I love the part where you said, da, da, da. Here's an update on some of the things that I can, or I'd like to cover for you or how I'd like to serve your audience. The key here is email needs to come to you. It needs to be about them. You need to tell them what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. And, you know, just be real. It doesn't hurt to send a picture of yourself The ones that have really grabbed my attention, to be honest, are when people send me a video with a real, honest, sincere pitch. And I know they've actually listened to my shows. I know they're actually a fan. And I know that they're really passionate about being on one of my shows. That works for me. There's a service called BombBomb, BombBomb Videos. BombBomb, BombBomb, Boom Boom, BombBomb. Yeah, BombBomb Videos. No, it's BombBomb.com. I don't know. I'll put it in the show notes. But it's a service where when you send someone an email, they don't have to go to a separate link. It just opens up right in their email. And it's so effective. Whenever I get a pitch this way, I'm like, wow, okay, sold. Anyways, I hope that was super helpful for you. Let me know how it goes. And if this was helpful, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your stories, and let people know that you listen to this episode because you're looking to get on other people's top podcasts, which is P.S. the best way in the world to grow your own. All right. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Don't forget to check out instaclubhub.com. Brock and I are helping people crush it on Instagram, and we have so much fun doing it. Why not build your business with us by growing your audience on Instagram? We'll make it fun. We'll get the job done. We make it easy, simple, and seamless. So check out instaclubhub.com. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and following along. Build Your Tribe is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. Build Your Tribe is released every Tuesday and Thursday. For Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shalene's other podcast, The Shalene Show. It's about living your best life, improving all areas like mindset, 
habits, relationships, nutrition, ADHD, fitness, self-care, sleep, and so much more. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. <laughs> 